Welcome to the Davy Tree Expert Companies podcast, Talking Trees. I'm your host, Doug Oster. Each week, our expert arborists share advice on seasonal tree care, how to make your trees thrive, arborists' favorite trees, and much, much more. Tune in every Thursday to learn more, because here at the Talking Trees podcast, we know trees are the answer. I'm joined this week by Kevin Sproul. He's an assistant district manager, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, for the Davy Tree Expert Company. Today, we're talking all about salt. And Kevin, we picked the right day to do this because out here in the east, we are getting freezing rain and snow. So I'm going to have to apply some kind of product out there. What's the first thing that comes to your mind for keeping these trees and shrubs and other plants safe from salt? Because we know those two things don't go together. Right. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is if you are going to spread salt, uh, try and choose one uh, that has uh, calcium chloride. This is a little less harmful to plants than the uh, generic sodium chloride you'll find in most rock salts. Um, If you are going to use sodium chloride, try and mix in something that will help with the traction. So you can put in some sand or some sawdust, maybe some smaller wood chips, and this just helps aid with the traction so that you're not having to put down as much salt on the ground. Yeah, I'm using a product that has some magnesium in it, where I've read that it's better for pets, better for the 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 plants too. But it's still it's still corrosive. It's still going to cause problems when it uh, interacts with the roots of a tree or shrub. Some other ideas for us to to keep the salt or product, whatever it is, away from the base of the tree. Well, you know there is some cultural practices that you can do. Maybe some some good habits to start. Um, which is, you know, something as simple as just not piling as much salt on on the base of the trees. Um, you know, maybe you can change the way that you're shoveling. I know myself, I've I've tried to alter the way that I shovel out my front walk and maybe putting that snow out into the road as opposed to back towards my lawn where the trees are. So, you know, something to think about when you're out there shoveling is just where is this salt going to be in the snow when it melts in the spring? You know, and I'm trying to use the least amount as possible, not only for the plants, not only for the pets, but also for the surface in which that I'm throwing this stuff down on, which it can be corrosive against, uh, you know, sidewalks and the long asphalt driveway that's getting torn up when, on a bad winter. Um, other things to think about when we're think, talking about salt and trees, s- certainly when we get to the spring, at some point we can help out with water, right? Yes, yeah. So in the spring, um, when, when the snow is melting, a good thing you can do is uh, basically flush flush the soil. So you can uh, put out, you know, a, a slow drip hose maybe underneath your trees, or if you have an irrigation system, maybe turn up the amount of water for, for the spring. And what you're doing is you're literally kind of flush that salt down through the soil and away from where the uh, the roots are so they won't uptake it. Is there something that, like when we get to the spring, if I look at a tree... Is there a way for me to tell if it's been damaged by salt? Is, is it, or could it be a lot of different things that could be the problem when I get to the spring? When you get to the spring, um, typically uh, salt residue will turn conifer trees or evergreen trees uh, pale green, and you'll have some yellowing needles. Um, on deciduous trees, uh, the symptoms are a little less obvious. You can have a little bit of um, die back in the canopy so some of the branches are starting to die off around the top of the tree the bark can have a bit of a discoloration um, but those are a couple of uh, symptoms that you will typically see from salt damage 
Anything else I should think about in the spring when I'm thinking about if we did have a bad winter and I did have to use a lot of product, what I should be doing as far as looking at these plants and making sure that they're they're happy? Uh, yes. What I recommend is is to call your local Davy office and we can come out and have a look and do a, a diagnosis and try and determine, if, you know, if this is salt, it may be some other issues that were there in previous years. Um, but I would just call your local uh, arborist at Davy Tree. We can come out. One thing I would recommend is, you know, maybe after the watering is do a fertilizing um, just because the the salt will, will suck up that water and it prevents the trees uh, from really getting all the nutrients that they can. Well, we talk a lot about fertilizing here at the podcast because it's one of the things that, that homeowners don't do it the way they should be doing it. And I, I'm guilty too. I do have my Davy Arborist coming and telling me and helping me out with certain trees. And do you guys use the same type of system where you've got a probe that kind of goes down in the ground with a, a liquid fertilizer? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's the same system we use up here in Edmonton. Um, we have our own patented uh, fertilizer and it's uh, applied with a, a probe that goes down about a foot down into the ground and then it shoots out with high pressure water in four directions. So you're getting the benefit of the fertilizer, of course, but then with that high pressure, it's actually breaking up the soil um, uh, components in the ground and, and helping reduce any compaction that you may have there, which is, is a common thing, really. Well, I've seen the results, and and so if you could talk a little bit more about fertilization, I'm I'm telling you, you know, I had this Cherokee princess, I think it is dogwood, and it was just kind of struggling along. It would throw some blooms, but once they started the fertilization process, I got a real happy tree with lots of buds, and right, and right. I'm going to see lots of flowers this spring. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Um, one of the reasons why fertilizer is so important is that, you know, in an urban setting, trees are not getting the, the natural uh, nutrients that they would get from fallen leaves or, you know, old dead trees that have fallen down that recycle those nutrients into the ground. So in an urban setting, you're, you're not typically getting that. A lot of homeowners will clean up the leaves and you're not having those old trees kind of fall on your lawn. And so that's where the fertilizer comes in. And it delivers uh, three of the macronutrients that, that trees and shrubs are most looking for, uh, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. So back to salt. Uh, is there anything else you can think of that I haven't asked you about when we're thinking about salt in our landscape? Maybe lawns, you know, and it's usually just the edge of the lawn or, or at the edge of a sidewalk and such. Uh, physical barrier, is that possible or not really? <laughs> You know, that's that's not a bad idea. If it, you know, if you could put in some kind of physical barrier, some kind of landscaping product, maybe that prevents the, the snow from getting over to that area. Um, you know, kind of like what I was saying before, if you could try and, and shovel away um, the snow away from, you know, from your plants, if you can get it away from your lawn completely, that would be great. Um, and then, yeah, do a good a good rinse in the spring. If you're in a climate which allows you to, to water in the winter. Let's say you have a warmer break in the winter. It's a good idea to rinse um, in the winter. Up in Edmonton here, we're, we're pretty much frozen for six months, so that's not really an option for us, but in a warmer climate, definitely. So do you see a lot of salt damage when you're driving around, uh, if you've got a tough winter like that? Yes, yeah, no, no, we do, for sure. Um, you'll see a very noticeable burn um, along the edge of the turf and the grass, um, if there's trees that are right close to the sidewalk or to the road, um, we'll see some of those uh, symptoms I was talking about before. Yellowing needles, 
some dieback up in the canopy, but uh, it, it is an issue to be uh, watching out for. Are there any trees that are like super tough against salt that you would recommend for a spot? Let's say that, you know, there's a spot where you just, when you do have a bad winter, the, the only way to get it clear is to use some kind of product. What would I plant there if I was thinking something that just not quite as sensitive to salt, if there is anything? Right, right. Yeah, good question. Um, there may be situations where, you know, you're looking to plant a tree or you have a tree that's in an area where you just can't get the salt or the snow away from. Um, one species, a deciduous species, is oak. Oak is quite naturally salt uh, tolerant. And so, you know, red oak, white oak, uh, burr oaks are, are a good option. Um, and then for your uh, evergreens or coniferous trees, Austrian pine is quite salt tolerant. And also uh, Colorado, excuse me, Colorado uh, blue spruce does well as well. And any things that don't even think about it, don't even think about planting this because the salt's going to kill it for sure. Hmm. Uh, I would say probably, you know, poplar species something like that um you know a spruce tree i've noticed as well too in the landscape doesn't doesn't do quite well you'll you'll definitely notice some yellowing needles in the spring if it has some salt damage tell me a little bit about how you got into this why is this job right for you oh well i got into this job i've been here about six and a half seven years i went to school for forestry way back when it feels like another lifetime ago but i went to school for uh Forest Technology got my two-year post-secondary uh, diploma from our local Institute of Technology. And then I worked for a little bit doing some surveying, and I was working out of town quite a bit. I still loved the tree work, but I was, you know, hoping to get something that was a little closer to home. And so I stumbled upon Davy Tree that uh, does tree services, but local here in the city so I can be at home every night. So it's kind of a perfect blend for me and my family. And tell me what you get out of your job. What, what's the best part about it for you? You know, I, I love the trees. People often ask me about that. I love the trees. You know, I, I just love talking to people about their trees. And, um, you know, I feel honored that they kind of invite me into their home and share their emotional experience with their own with their own trees and shrubs because there is a bit of an attachment there. And what's your climate like up there as far as your tree planting times? And I always like to pick uh, the brain of an arborist on some cool trees that they love to plant in their area that maybe aren't planted as often as they should be. We always say right tree, right place, but arborists always have something in their mind and in their back pocket that they hope they can get to plant in their area. So first, talk about the climate. When is planting season for you? Planting season for us would start typically, I'm going to say, in April or May and go till about October, maybe November, depending on the year. We do have a typically shorter season than many climates just because we're so northern and we just have a short, short spring and summer, basically. And then how about some things that you love to plant when you find the right space for them? I um, am particular to the burr oak tree. Um, like we were saying before, it is salt to tolerant, and it's uh, it's a really nice tree. We typically don't have many oaks up here, so it is one of the oak species that uh, that does well. Um, I also enjoy linden trees, little leaf lindens. They seem to do well up here, and I quite like the shape. They almost grow in a, a Christmas tree shape, but they are a deciduous tree, so it's, I quite like those. Is it real fragrant? Am I thinking of the right tree? Or yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, I believe you. Yeah, I believe you are. 
Yeah, because I, 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 someone talked about a Linden before on the show, and I remember there was this gardener that that I knew that worked at an amusement park where they had a whole bunch of Lindens. She said it was so fragrant it was too much. She just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't take it. Right, right. You got to throw in another species there just to take the. the yeah, scent definitely. <laughs> so, also, is it true that when you do keep your trees healthier during the season, they're going to do better in the winter if there is salt problems there? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. In general, for trees, um, when they are healthy and happy, they can withstand basically what nature throws at them. A tree will have a certain amount of energy for certain things, for growth, for defenses. And so if you can keep that tree healthy, they're just better to withstand something else. It's much like a person. If you're run down, you're more likely to you know, catch a cold or something like that. So, so we recommend fertilizing, you know, keeping your tree watered, some mulch, just general things to keep it healthy. And that should help prevent salt damage. You know, one thing I wanted to remind listeners of is that if you do request a Davy Arborist to come to your property, they'll come and take a look for free, right? Yes, absolutely. It's a free consultation for us to come out and have a look. Um, A lot of times customers will have us come out and have a look at a particular tree problem. But while we are there, we can notice other issues that are there potentially. And so it's, it's always a good idea to give us a call. And yes, it's absolutely free. You know how many times I've heard an arborist tell me that story where they come to look at one specific tree, like Cherokee Princess Dogwood, for instance, and then see a giant oak over my garage that is about to crush my car. And, and thank goodness they did, because now the tree's gone. So how how, how often do you like to, to go to a property once you get uh, clients on board? Uh, once they're on board, well, there's the initial uh, consultation, and then I often will go back um, with the crew that's going to be doing the work just to kind of walk them through and meet up with the customer again. And then typically we'll do another follow-up afterwards just to make sure everything uh, went well and, and their trees and shrubs are uh, happy and healthy. And then as the years go on, I like to have uh, my Davy Arbors come at least once a year. I have a declining oak forest, so I'm seeing him at least twice a year. <laughs> But that's okay. It's keeping uh, everything safe, and I'm I'm learning a lot about my trees. And tell me a little bit before I let you go about this relationship that you put together with these clients over the years, and what you get out of it, and what you want them to get out of it. Right. Um, well, you know, one of the things we want to do is create a relationship so that they know that we are taking care, or we, you know, are in, as invested in their yard as as they are, really. Um, one of the things I love about this job, like I said, is going out and seeing the trees and talking to people about their trees and shrubs. And so I almost take it on as uh, personally as if it's my own yard when I see them you know, regularly. So I do enjoy that. All right, Kevin. Well, thank you very much for all that great information. Perfect timing, as I said, out here in the east because we are applying some of that salt product or something similar Uh, appreciate your time, appreciate all the great information, and we'll talk to you again sometime. Right. Thank you so much, Doug, and we'll talk later. Tune in every Thursday to the Talking Trees podcast from the Davy Tree Expert Company. I am your host, Doug Oster. And do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss one of our fun episodes. If you have some ideas for the show or some feedback I'd love to hear from you, send me an email at podcasts, that's plural, at davy.com. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at D-A-V-E-Y.com. And as always, we like to remind you on the Talking Trees podcast, trees are the answer. <laughs>